we are much more about how to improve the quality of your life, your state, and you know how to inspire you to live better. Our design is about living. It's not about a certain colorway. Welcome to House Guest with me, Carol Annett, Interiors Editor at Country and Townhouse Magazine. Here I chat to those clever creatives behind the houses, hotels and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. Guests include interior designers and architects, as well as celebrities dipping their toe into the world of decorating. I'm sitting here today with Noor Charchafti of Celine Interior Design. You are the founder and CEO. What I love about you and about Celine is that you look at things in a very different way. It's all about interior design impacting the quality of your life, which I know you are passionate about the difference that interior design can make to your life. And you also came to interiors from quite a, an untraditional route. Anyway, hi, Noor. Hi, Carol. Thank you for having us in your beautiful home. Thank you for being here. And what also that always makes me, whenever I come to your house, it changes the whole time. I know. You yeah, are. I can't, <laughs> can't help myself. Your husband must go potty because literally it's things, but I love it. It's like you would never, you never need to move because no, every time I it, come, Carol. it looks different. He loves it. He tells me he loves it, and that's the way it's going to stay. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't help myself. Um, but you do, you eat, live, and breathe interiors. Design, yeah. Well, also, you practice at home, don't you? Yeah. And I think that's so important. And because we believe in, and I really believe in, interior design impacting the way you live, but also it's got to grow with you. So if our family evolves and develops as it does, you know, the children are getting older, our needs change, then your home needs to change and that's okay. You know, you don't have to move house every time, you know, one of your children is at a different phase of their life. Or if your tastes change, you can adapt your living space and it should be adaptable um, so that it moves and sort of evolves with you. Um, So you launched Celine in 2014, but take us back a few years because you didn't start life as an interior designer. You worked in a very, very different industry before that. Yeah, so I was an aviation finance lawyer, so very different. But I think, you know, if I've carried anything with me, it would be the sort of analytical skills that come with being a lawyer and also the professionalism of being able to run a team and you know run your projects and your work in a very very professional manner which I think gives a real edge to what we do as a practice it is very very professionally run and we are very analytical so we don't look at a living room just in terms of you know colors and the furniture layout and generally I suppose what people would imagine you'd look at as an interior designer we will assess, you know, who the family is living in that space, what they need to do in that space. Um, if we need to inspire more communication, we'll have sofas facing each other as opposed to, you know, even like you and I are here on a corner. You know, this is OK for conversation, but it's not optimum conversation. So, you know, as parents, we complain about communicating or not communicating enough with our children. And yet we have sofas that only directly face the television so of course if the main focal point is the television you know you're not really inspiring your children to talk to you so you can't really you know be frustrated if if they then don't speak to you enough and I think it's small factors like that that we take into consideration that maybe you know people don't often see 
at first, you know, at first that I think are so important to us and makes us so much more unique. So you were born in Iraq, but you brought up in London. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very, you know, very, very torn in many ways because I feel very English and very Iraqi. So when people call me British and not English, I'm always shocked because, you know, to me, I, I feel just as English as I do Iraqi. I have a you know fully Iraqi background. Both my parents are Iraqi. I feel 100% Iraqi and 100% English as opposed to, you know, 50% of anything. And how, how do you think your heritage has inspired your love of interiors? Because there must, there must be different elements of your background that you bring into your work. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of design is about character and expression of character. And even if you're designing for someone else, you know, you always feel that part of your character is, you know, sort of left behind in that home. And, you know, because I feel very much both cultures and, and from both countries, every home I think you'll see that I've designed, there'll definitely be a big English sort of, you know, traditional stamp there somehow. But there'll also be this added flair of um, perhaps the Middle Eastern um, glamour. And, you know, and, it, and I think that works in London because, you know, we are in London, such an international place, and this is England. But we, you know, have so many different cultures and nationalities, and and there are a lot of Middle Easterners in central London. And so I think, you know, our design um, works for a London um, contemporary style because there is this, you know, there is this desire for the London home and the English look, but then perhaps for something slightly less understated than, um, you know perhaps an English look is, you know, in its in its traditional way. I know that you grew the company quite big and then you had your children, so you've got three children, and then obviously you took on less projects. And then once the kids were older again, you then kind of grew the business yeah. again. I mean, it's you have managed to combine a family with running a very successful business. Yeah, and it has been really tough. I mean... <laughs> You know, I, I mean, it's not just tough from the perspective. I mean, running any business or even just having a job and having a family, I think is really, really difficult. I, you know, people underestimate, um, I think, how tough it is. Raising children on its own is the greatest job. And so having any job is is tough. Definitely running a business um, is is very different because, you know, in many ways, any creative job, the moment you run it as a business, it, you know, you, you sort of lose that creative hand and flow within the business because of course you've got to run a business yeah and so you're not necessarily sitting and sketching and designing and yes I oversee everything that leaves the office from a creative perspective but actually what you start to learn is you are running a company um, like any other company I mean it could be you know any company and it's and it's tough and running any business has lots and lots of ups and downs and I think from the outside it's, you know, Touchwood always seemed like a really successful business the whole time, but absolutely it's had lots of lows and lots of highs. Um, and, you know, we're blessed that we're in a, in a high period, in a really strong period right now. But, you know, we had a lot of lower moments for the company where, you know, it was tough times. You know, lockdown was definitely one of them. We still managed to keep going. And there were also many times that we thought, you know, and I thought, gosh, is this, you know, is this going to last? Is it going to stand the test of time? 
And you really have to fight for it and you have to really be fully in because it's hard to sustain any interior design business because how many times do people buy a home? You know, generally it's once or twice, you know, a handful of times in a lifetime. So having that consistency of bringing in clients and, you know, having this continuous flow, it's not easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's why running an interior design company, you know, seems like it's a lot more fun than at sometimes, you know, it is. It is very, very difficult. It's a massive blessing that I've got this this company and have fought so hard for it. And I think we are where we are today because I've got some amazing team members. We never stop in terms of trying to improve our design. We look at every single detail. You know, something will leave one of the team's computers and we'll say, that looks great. But I'll say, hold on, leave it for a day. And then let's all look at, look at it again and reevaluate. Could it be any better? Could we be even better than ourselves? And I think there's this kind of constant pushing ourselves, but not just from a design perspective, from the perspective of how are these people living? Did we consider um, any allergies for one of the family members? Did we consider, you know, the potential change that this, this room is going to have to have in two years time? And so we really are constantly pushing ourselves to be better. Um, but yeah, we've successful business, but it's been a long road. <laughs> and so you're very strong on social media and you've done that right from the start. You know, for people coming into the industry, do you think it's really important to have a personal profile? I mean, I, I did do it um, very early on, but I don't think I did it very well. Uh, and, you know, it's been a constant sort of work in progress. But yeah, I, I think, you know, having a social media page just today in today's world is so important. But, you know, social media, interestingly, I mean, there's, there, there is definitely negative to it also. But, you know, there are so many positives and it's not just bringing in business because it may not all the time, but it really pushes you. You know, there's so much going on at the moment that, you know, you 20 years ago, you might not have seen so many designs all at one time. You know, you'd get your magazine and have a coffee and maybe browse through once a week. Now you are looking at images probably, you know, for a few hours a day and you're just being pumped with, you know, more and more and more. And the quality of work gets better and better and better. And what's really exciting is, yes, to be inspired by lots of other people's work that doesn't mean to copy that means to be inspired and I think people really have to make a big conscious decision to make sure that they don't copy and that they develop enough that they are being inspired and not copying but you know you are pushed to become better and better at every design that you you know send out into the universe because you know, suddenly the competition is huge. Mm. And, you know, that's great because it is making everybody a better designer. And if everybody gets better, we're getting better too. So it's, you know, there's a lot of positive in there. Um, and of course, you know, just opening up your vision in terms of seeing not just what goes on in this country, but all over the world. I mean, it's astounding just taking in all these different designs from all these different countries. I mean, you know, just just the way farmhouse is done in different countries. You know, it's so interesting to see, you know, in America, you've got these bigger slabs of everything and bigger spaces and bigger islands and everything is just done really beautifully, but in a very different way to the way we do it here. Um, and, and we're much more understated, but still very elegant and still very refined. And there's lots of quality in what we do. So, you know, it's just really interesting to see different angles of, you know, the same, the same thing really. 
I know it's a horrible question, but could you kind of define your style or define the the look? Or why would somebody come to Celine Interior Design? I mean, I, I think the word contemporary means the style of the day, doesn't it, in, in many senses. And so, yes, we could call ourselves contemporary. But the more my company develops, the more I'd like to think of us as a company that is less about the company's style stamp and more about the style of the way we look after our clients. And I think that's really, really important to me, making people understand that we are much more about how to improve the quality of your life, your state, and you know how to inspire you to live better. Our design is about living. It's not about a certain colorway or a certain look. You know, the look has to fit in with what is appropriate to allow you to enhance, you know, the things that you do at home. And I think that means so much more to me. So if you don't mind, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it as that rather than name a style. <laughs> no, I think that's fair enough. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about children's bedrooms, because um, obviously having three children um, and Celine is you so say your eldest daughter, it's her name that's on the company. Yeah. So when it comes to um, designing bedroom, I'm sure, you know, from kind of you as a child, the design of your bedroom and how your children's, your own children's rooms look is quite different. So I think being a mum and an interior designer gives me a very unique perspective on interior design and definitely on interior design when it comes to children's rooms. Because, of course, as you know, as a mummy, you know, our children change continuously and go through so many different phases and you don't know the phases that they're about to go through you know until you've had older children and you've seen all of the different phases and so there's still more to come that I'm still learning but you know definitely when I now have clients who have babies the fact that I now know so much more about interior design makes me wonder gosh if I'd have known this when I had a baby you know there are so many things I would have done differently so you know, we were so concerned with our baby's organic food when they were first having their first bites at whenever it was six, five or six months. And now I think, gosh, well, I was worried about the food and I wasn't thinking about the paint that I had on the walls. And actually, you know, we adhere to a minimum standard of toxicity for, for paints and that's absolutely fine. But, you know, there are mothers that might want a higher standard of um, what they put on their walls. And so, you know, just being able to offer them that option and to have something that they can look into, you know, even from the perspective of fabrics, your child sleeps on on their bed for, you know, up to 12 hours every day when they're... In an ideal world. Yeah, in an <laughs> ideal world. Um, it depends which child. But, you know, they're, they're, that's a long time in, in a 24-hour period. You know, you're talking about half of, half of that 24 hours, and yet they will sleep on a fabric, which is you know, potentially not a fully organic fabric that, you know, has different chemicals in it, you know, even even a cotton to be able to make that cotton. And you and I know very well, you know, you've got to have so many chemicals in there to be able to produce the cotton. So there's so many things that you may still want your children to, to have those fabrics and to have those paints, but offer them the option, you know. And, and so that's just when they're babies. But of course, as they get older, you know, even toddlers, preempting sort of that telling off your children stage where you're saying you know tidy up your toys well if the toy storage is higher up and they can't reach it you know then frankly whose fault is it you know just being able to have this information to hand to be able to say you know what I've got a little bit of background on this I can assist here and 
you know, they might not be necessarily design features, but they are so important in terms of how you live. And if we're all about designing for life and designing for living, then that's a massive part of you know, our responsibility, I think, as designers. Yeah. No, but it's so true. And it's what, and it, you know, and it, it, it is a learning curve. And, and, you know, maybe had you not had your own children, you wouldn't, you have to kind of almost kind of live it to learn it, don't you? Yeah. Um, so if you had, um, do you have your heart set on a grand project? I mean, obviously, I think you should have your own reality TV show. But... <laughs> <laughs> Would you be on it with me? <laughs> Actually, I, I, I wouldn't mind being on TV. I used to be so anti the idea. And I think now I've just grown into the social media and the YouTube. And, you know, I, I'm less concerned about the way we look and feel. And I think people, um, some people are forgiving and some people are not, but you won't be able to please everyone. So you've just got to, you know, be as honest and authentic as you can be. And it's hard to be honest and authentic on social media because, you know, you're so self-conscious with everyone watching you at first. And it does take some time to kind of, you know, get into um, a, a little bit of a rhythm. And there are days where you don't feel as comfortable. So, you know, just a note to everybody starting social media, please don't worry if you don't always feel as authentic as you naturally are I think you know this is something that does take time and you know and it's okay to feel a bit uncomfortable and to not feel like yourself all the time but a grand project well I would love to um to design a yacht and I tell you what it's not an interior design sort of dream of mine it's just because over the last few years we've been really lucky to have been invited um on a yacht and I realized when I got on that you know, I was so happy and peaceful um, on the water. And I thought, well, you know, if, if what we do is is about um, living and improving quality of life, then I could really find a way to, you know, make people feel home on the water. And, and I would just love that. I love the opportunity to do that. And I think, I hope that we could do that well. So I think that would be wonderful. But otherwise, you know, just really, I think in terms of grand project, it's more about learning learning how to live better at home and that's why my home is such a kind of playground from an interior design point of view because I think the more I learn from home the more I can offer to clients you know we can give them you know we can be sensitive about religious preferences we can be um, sensitive about allergies and um, just basic needs you know me and you are completely different heights So just knowing that and knowing that you might be, hopefully, a regular guest at my home, you know, it would be so lovely for me to take that into consideration. And, you know, a designer can preempt all of these things if they know enough about you. So just learning more about life at home and and how to live better and and how other people like to live, I think, is is my grand project. I'll always come to your home because you always have chocolate (laughs) and I know where to find it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there is always chocolate at home but you know that's but you know even that just knowing that about somebody you know where do they go for their chocolate you know where's the place mm. they need to reach for it's literally something I have to have with my first coffee every mm. morning so wouldn't it be great to be able to have that as a surprise sort of little mini drawer that you have for a client you know they're so small small things but so important what makes you different as well is that there's such a strong tradition in your heritage and your family those kind of values are so embedded and yet you have a very modern outlook Um, and I think that the you know for me that's what I think clients coming to you are getting I think you question a lot more 
and it's that inquisitiveness and I think that it's a very it's a very special thing to have. Yeah well I certainly grew up in an environment where family as probably many um, Arabic families are very family orientated you know it's um, home is very much about where all the family is and you know and spending time together and, and being close and fighting for one another and supporting one another and that's all you know so important to us but we do all of that at home and so I think home has a very special meaning for me personally coming from that background so making sure um, I understand how to inspire the importance of that in every family because I think it's so lovely to create an inspirational family environment it means something to me um, because you know we are not building um, walls and 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 buying furniture. We we are creating family homes, homes for families. I've thought of a really good title for your series. What, what it's is it? It's going to be called Nor on Tour. Nor. <laughs> what do you think? I love it. Where would I go? I don't really love to travel. Um, maybe just that's okay. We'll we'll get you. A, we'll get you a, a mini bus and we'll put you in it. Okay. We'll, we'll drive you around. I can do a bus. Yeah. Telling people how to redesign their houses so for a more a better family environment. I love this. Yeah, I love this. We do it. With we'll me? sort it out. Yeah, I think you'd be very good on your a own. luxury van. Carol. Okay, a luxury van. Yeah. Um, no, thank you very much. <laughs> I always love chatting to you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today. You can hear more house guest on British Airways in-flight entertainment in the audio section, along with our sister podcast, Breakout Culture, with Lord Ed Vasey and Charlotte Metcalf. This week, Ed and Charlotte are covering the London Design Biennale, which is coming up at Somerset House with the director, Victoria Brooks. You can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett.